We are live. We are live this morning. We'd like to say good morning to everyone and good morning to our online community. We thank and praise God for your listening ear. We pray that the Lord has blessed you throughout this week. And we thank God for our our local church family. We're so looking forward to what the Lord is going to say to us today. And uh, we're uh, excited but yet cautious um, in the things that the Lord uh, has uh, proclaimed to to give us this morning. We want to be mindful of the situations. We ask that we pray all over the world and encourage others to pray in times like these. This morning, we're going to begin in Matthew, at Matthew chapter number 25. And I, the title is very important this morning. We're going to talk about thriving in the time of crisis. Thriving in the time of crisis. In the time of crisis, we still have to thrive. We have to be able to thrive. We have to be able to not not be uh, at a point of being um, complacent or at a point of survival. We don't want to be at a place of survival. We want to be at a place of thriving in, in the time of crisis. Father, we bless, ask that you bless your word. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We have to understand some things. First of all, I want to say to us, do not... Be fooled by what you hear. Do not be fooled by what you hear. It's ironic that sometimes people think that mankind is totally ignorant. And I, I, listen, I, I listen to the jobs report, and it said that we had added 3 million jobs. No, we didn't add 3 million jobs. 3 million people went back to work. That's a difference, okay? That's a difference. So when you hear what you hear, make sure you're processing what you hear. And the next thing is, even though that the unemployment rate, the numbers say 13%, which they estimated for it to be at least 20% of people that would be unemployed, But you also have to do your research, okay? You have to do your research. Out of that 13% in regards to those that are unemployed now, 16.8% of black people still unemployed. 16.8% of blacks are still unemployed. So don't be fooled by what you hear. Now, that number equates to 87,000 blacks all over the world are still unemployed. Even though the percentage is 13% now that's unemployed, yet 16.8% of blacks are still unemployed. So don't be fooled by what you hear, okay? Right now, we still live in two Americas. Right now, we still live in two Americas. However, eventually, that will change. But we want to talk about how do we thrive in the time of crisis? How do we thrive in the time of crisis? We're at a point where we're focused on the unrest while the The COVID-19 is on the rise. It is still on the rise. It is still increasing. So we've got to be careful in what we do and what we are doing and those that we are around. Be very careful because the numbers are increasing when it comes down to the COVID-19. Amen. So as we talk about the pandemic, we've got a dual thing going on. We have a dual thing going on. But in the midst of everything that's happening, we have to learn how to thrive in a crisis. The first place we want to go to is St. Matthew, chapter number 25. Chapter number 25. 
In the time of crisis, we have, have to learn how to be creative. You've got to learn how to be creative. When money doesn't come one way, you've got to learn how to be creative so you can continue to have a flow of resources coming in. Because you want to thrive in a crisis. You do not just want to survive in a crisis. That's a big difference. Now, St. Matthew chapter number 25, beginning at verse number 14. Verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. In the time of a crisis, in order to be being creative, you have to remember who you are. Because, see, it talks about, uh, regarding the kingdom of heaven, how, uh, um, he said, a man, talking about Christ, he's traveling to a far country. He called his own servant. So you've got to know that you're a servant of God, okay? And then he delivered his goods. So that which you have is not necessarily yours. It belongs to the Lord. So he delivers his goods. Now watch what happens in verse number 15. Verse 15 says, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. See, now there's a ratio here. It says, according to their several ability, according to your, your, to your way of knowing how to handle things, that's how God gives to you, okay? He gives one, one five talents, he gives, he gives one um, two talents, and then he says he gives another one one talent, according to their ability, their several ability, how, how you're able to manage, and we're going to get into that. Now, flip over to verse number 27, because when we're dealing with these talents, a lot of times we don't really realize exactly what he's saying in this particular text. Uh, and now verse 27 and Matthew 25 says, uh, Jesus is speaking to one of the servants that did not use his talents wisely. He says, Thou oughtest therefore to have put my what? My money. He's, he specifically, now he's talking about money. It's all the different types of resources that we can use when it comes down to being creative. But here he talks about that when, when God comes back and he begins to examine what they had done uh, with that talents, whether or not they were creative or not, he said, now you should have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own usury. That means interest on money. God says, you should have done something with the money I gave you. You should have invested with what I gave you so I could have some interest. Now, what God is saying to us, he wants some interest. He wants a return on that which he has given unto us, our talents, our gifts, everything, our creative power. We have gifts on the inside that we have not used yet. They're still lying dormant on the inside. Amen? Still lying dormant on the inside. Now, going back to the same place, Matthew chapter 25, Looking at verse number 16. When we do what God tells us to do, watch this. 16 says, Then he that had received the five talents went, and what did he do? He traded with the same and made them other five talents. In other words, when we begin to use that creative power that God has placed on the inside of us, we can, just like this particular uh, individual here, he traded and he ended up getting about the exact amount that he had traded. In other words, his return was 100%. How many of us want 100% return on whatever we do? Amen. I mean, if you get 50%, that's fine. You get 25 that's fine. But I can, if I do what God say, I can get a return of our 100%. You can get a return of 100%. He, he was very creative in what he did. Very creative. Very creative. Now, verse number 7 says, And likewise, he that received two he also gained other two, which means he also received 100%. Everybody's gift is not the same. 
Because what he gave to them, it says, according to your several ability, according to your ability. So if, if your ability may be less or your giftings may be less, but if you use those gifts that God has placed on the inside of you, you can have a re- 100 return regardless of what someone else is getting. So you don't want to compare yourself to someone else. You might, God knows what you can do and what you can handle, and we're going to deal with that. Because most people can't handle money. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Most people cannot handle, handle money. Now, verse 17 in Matthew 25 says, And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. Verse 18 says, But he that had received one, he went and he digged in the earth. And to be within the earth means he digged inside himself, and he hid it say, his Lord's money. How many of us are hiding the gift that God has placed on the inside of us? How many of us are not really exercising the talents that God has placed on the inside of us? But if we begin to exercise those talents, we can thrive during the time of a crisis. It's very imperative that we learn to thrive and not survive. Most people are are comfortable with just trying to survive. I'm not comfortable with just trying to survive. I want to see some increase. Amen. I want to be able to thrive no matter what is going on. So we've got to keep our minds focused. You've got to want to thrive. It's a mindset. If our mindset is, okay, I'm comfortable with just what I got, well, then that's all you're going to get. But if you have the mindset that there is more to what I can do or what God has given me that's more to it, then you're going to thrive during the time of crisis. There are many people that are still hungry. There are many people still cannot meet, uh, make ends meet. There are many people, very, a lot of people. Now, watch what happens now when, when, when we hide the gifts or the talents or, uh, or the money or whatever it may be that God has entrusted us with because it belongs to him and not us. Watch what happens now when, when, when we do that, okay? Verse number 19 in Matthew 25 says, After a, how long? A long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. In other words, God said, I'm coming back to see what you've done, done with the gifts and talents I've given you. He said, I'm going to reckon with you. I, I, I want to see what you've done. I, I, I want to see if you actually did what you're supposed to do or did you do a re, get a return on what I gave you. How many people, regardless of what your gift is, have imparted to someone else so they too can be blessed or they can be raised up? Amen. How many people have shared the knowledge of the word of God that you have gotten with others so they can come up as well? I mean, because everybody's not on the same level when it comes down to knowledge. Because once you put it in a book, most people don't like to read. And, and needless, they do not want to study. There's a difference between reading and studying. Can I get an amen on that? To tell me you just read it, well, you just read it. But when you study, there's a powerful spiritual knowledge of revelations that will come forth. It will build. It will enhance itself. So we've got to learn that in the midst of of everything that's going on, we still have to impart into others because Christ is coming back. Amen. He is coming back. And we want to be thriving. He says, can I find faith when I return? So we want to be faithful and and committed to, to the works of the kingdom. Amen. Now, going now to verse number 20. We won't be long. Verse number 20, it says, And so he that had received five talents. Now, see, God is coming back for a report to see what we've done. And he says, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents. That's the increase. Saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have what? Gained. I have gained besides them five talents more. I mean, how many is in the gaining part or are we in the losing still? Because we're not using the, the, the gifts, uh, that creative power, uh, that, that wisdom, the ingenuity that God has given us. It's, it's there. So there's a game going on. He, he, so, he said, well, I've, I've gained. He was excited. I, I've gained. 
How many of us will be able to say to the Lord, Lord, I, I've gained, this is what I did, this is what I did for the kingdom's sake. How many? But watch the reward when we do what God says and when we begin operating in that creative power. Now, verse 21 says, his Lord said unto him, first thing he says is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So first thing God does is he commends us for the work that we've done in his name to enhance the kingdom. He says, well done. How many of us want to hear God say, well done, when he splits the midair? Amen. So when, 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 by us wanting to hear him say, well done, that means we've got to make sure we're still doing the Lord's bidding. Because what the Lord says to them, he's watching us. He says, you are a good and a faithful servant. You are a good and faithful servant. How many are still faithful in the time of crisis? When, when, when we're, things are supposed to be thriving during the time of crisis, how many of us are still faithful to God? How many of us are still faithful, still committed to the kingdom, to the works of the kingdom? We have to examine ourselves. Because, see, God's coming back and he's going to look for faithful people. That's why he says, will I find faith when I return? So he's going to be looking for faithful people. And so when we do and use that creative power that God has given us, he commends us for what we're doing. And then he says, listen, let, let me tell you something. He says, I will make thee ruler over many, even though you know, your faithfulness may be over some small things, even if it's a small thing in our eyes. See, God knows how much we can handle. That's why he says he gives them to him in that, according to that several ability. He said, if you're faithful over that little bit, he said, now I'm going to make you ruler, ruler over many things. If God can't trust us with little do we think we're going to get more? It, 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 think about it. If the little that he has given us, and we're not good stewards with what he has given us, do you think we're going to get an increase? Do you think he's going to allow us to be ruler over much? Uh-uh. We couldn't handle the little. So sometimes we have to examine ourselves and see, God, why am, why am I still on first, thank you, Holy Spirit, why am I still on first grade level? And I've been in the church a long time. And those who are just walking in, you know, just walking in, just got into the faith, all of a sudden they're thriving, they're moving, you know, in the midst of the crisis. They got it going on. They're creative. They're creating their own business. They're using the ingenuity. They're using that mindset that God has given them. But yet we've been around a long time, and we're still ruling over a little. Think about it. But if, if we know how to manage that little, God promised, his word says, that he's going to make us ruler over much. Can you imagine handling much? Can, you, can, can we comprehend handling much? Can, can, it, can it get in our minds that, okay, I, I, I've moved from little, now, and now I'm in a place of great abundance. Can we handle great abundance? Whoa, what? Okay. Most people talk about hitting the lottery. I ain't thinking about hitting no lottery. Mm-mm. Now, that, that, that man thing can, is not compared to, to God's thing. God's abundance far supersedes anything a man can do. So if God gives you abundance, have you brought an increase from that which he's given you? Or have we wasted the abundance? Have we wasted it? Think about it. Because we want to thrive in the time of crisis, okay? Now, verse number 22 in Matthew 25 says, He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. He had a 100% increase. Wow. I love to have a 100% increase. I love it. I love it. Now, 23 says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler 
over many things. Then he tells them to enter thou into the joy of the Lord. See, when, when we get God's abundance, God, he takes us to another higher level. He says, now come on, enter into the joy of the Lord. See, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so when we enter into the joy of the Lord, we are able to sustain or endure hardship and difficulties in times like these. But we want to thrive. We want to thrive in the time of crisis, not just be warned to be able to uh, survive. I'm not worried about surviving. I want more than enough. I, I want abundance. Amen. I want abundance. Amen. And then verse 24 in Matthew chapter uh, 25 says, Then he which had received the one talent, watch it, watch, watch this. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou have not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And 25 says, And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast that is thine. Only thing he had was what he was given. He never began to operate in all the many gifts that's lying dormant on the inside. How many gifts do we have? How many talents do we have that is still lying dormant? I, I would say some people, even in the house and even those on online community, if, if you're in the music business or if you are able to establish any type of business, you will be surprised the, the abundance that you will receive. Let, prime example. Example, he said he had that one talent, he hid it in earth within himself because we're made from the dust of the earth. He hid it from within himself. Well, when everything happened in the crisis with the COVID-19 and we couldn't get the supplies from China that we needed, right? So what did they do? They began to tell people, you know, we were running out of masks and they, and they began to tell people, go make, make masks, make, use your handkerchief. I mean, different things they told you to use. Well, I have a, 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 a niece. She might be 10, 11 years old. Maybe, I don't think she's quite 13. Well, her mother had bought her a sewing machine for Christmas. And when they said, you know, why don't you just, just begin to make these masks, okay? Well, at first, you know, her mother goes and she buys the material for her. You know how many masks did she make? Zero. And you think about it, there are many people now making masks and they're selling them. They used the, the, the opportunity. During a time of crisis, there are opportunities that we need to seize in order for us to be able to thrive. I have people everywhere talking, selling masks. In fact, I bought some from people. And you know what? Some people, they run it from $5. They run it from $10. I mean, even some of them $15. I just a little piece of material. Do you imagine how much money that is? I mean, ingenuity. You think about that. Think about what you can do with what the talents God has put on the inside of you. But some of us just downright lazy. Just lazy. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. They, they're being creative with what they have. Because, see, they are thriving and not surviving. We want to, in a time of crisis, in a time of this pandemic, because we've got a dual pandemic, we, we, we want to thrive. We just do not want to survive. So the Lord says to him in, in, in uh, verse number 26, the Lord says this to him because he's, he hid his gift. He hid his gift. All right? 26 says, his Lord answered and said unto him. First thing, God, this is what God says about him. God says, thou wicked and slothful. Now, slowful means lazy. Lazy servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed and gathered where I have not strolled. So we've got to understand now that, that God is coming back and he's looking, he's looking to see what you've actually done with his talents that he has given you. So we want to make sure that we thrive uh, during the time, be creative during the time of of a crisis. Now, the next thing is this, and we're all guilty of this, all right? Now, we're going to go to the book of St. John, chapter number 6. St. John, chapter number 6. St. John, chapter 
number six. The next thing, you know, because I, I just want to I, I teach us. I'm, I'm not trying to take it deep because, see, the thing is this. We want to learn how to thrive during the time, the time frame that we're in. Now, the next thing he wants us to learn in a time of crisis, we've got to learn how to not be wasteful. Not be wasteful. Not be wasteful. All right? St. John chapter number 6. St. John chapter number 6. Amen? St. John chapter number 6. Here it is. It's talking about when, when Christ has gone to a, a place called Tiberium, and that means good vision, that his disciples are there, and then he sees all of these people. And, and, and God is saying to his disciples, these are learners, about how can he feed these people. Now, looking at verse number 10, verse number 10 in St. John chapter number 6, because God is teaching us that during the time of a crisis, the way we're going to thrive is not to be wasteful. Verse 10 says, and this is what Jesus says to them. He says, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Remember now, they're in a place of Tiberius, which means good vision. They're in a place of vision. All right. Now, he says, make them sit down. So the men sat down in a number about 5,000. Now he says now, now there was much grass in the place. Now that word grass means there's much growth. In, in, in the time of a crisis, there is much growth. Come on, there's much growth. You can grow during a time of, of a crisis. Most people say, no, I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can thrive. God's going to show us how we can thrive during a time of a crisis. Now, verse 10 says, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. 5,000 men had sat down. Verse 11 says, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fish as much as they would. During a time of crisis, what happens? God gives or he distributes to his disciples. In other words, he gives it to those who are disciples or learners. So anybody that, that, that's a learner, that's willing to learn, willing to, to, to uh, uh, receive and accept what God is saying, he gives that to the, his disciples, the learners. Now, it's the learners that distribute to the others. Y'all catch that in that verse? He, he, he says to them, he says, now, he, Jesus he breaks it, he gives thanks, he distributes to the disciples, and then the disciples to them that were set down. So what God is doing during this time and what he has been doing, he's been delivering to those, his disciples that are learners. Once you learn what Christ has given you or understand what he has given you, then it's up to every individual to be able to distribute that which they know unto others that's around them. How many of us has taken that spiritual knowledge? Because many of you, most especially here, and even some of those online community, have really risen in their spiritual growth. What, what good is it to have all that knowledge and not, not give it to somebody else? Not, not distribute it. See, that's why he gave it to you, because you have that, that spiritual knowledge. You've, you've enhanced in your learning. You're no longer a first grader. You're already a college student about to get your master's or your doctorate. Amen. But with that knowledge God has given you, that spiritual knowledge, he said now it's up to you to distribute it to others. How many of us are distributing it to others? Or are we, ooh, Lord, or are we obese? Are we getting obese from the, from the knowledge that we've had? Amen. And once we become obese, what happens? We become diseased. We, we've got some problems going on. But God said we need to, to spew out that spiritual knowledge that he has imparted into his disciples. Now, you've got to be able to, to, to be a learner because, see, God's really, he be speaking, he be talking. And when, when God is speaking and when God is talking, that's when we hear what the Spirit is saying, and then we've got to act upon it. How many people have witnessed to people since all of this going on? How many have sat down and asked the Lord, God, teach me, show me, reveal to me what's really going on? Or do I accept what somebody tells me? But how many of us has really sat down and examined what's really going on? 
We had a powerful time here on Wednesday night uh, uh, when we dealt with the book of Habakkuk. We had a powerful time because when you read the book of Habakkuk in chapter number one in the Old Testament, it begins to talk about the burden that Habakkuk had, which means to struggle. It means to, to wrestle. Uh, he had a problem with what he saw. Now, if you look at the time frame of Habakkuk, that's many, 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 many years ago. Many years ago. But he had a problem with what he saw. What did he see in that book? First thing he said, he saw rioting, which is spoiling. He, 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 he saw a robbery. Amen. He, he saw that. He, he, he said, he, it was to the point he saw a lot of violence. He saw a lot of violence. And then he said, he saw injustice. Is that not what we're experiencing now? I mean, it's written in the book of Habakkuk. Chapter number one. And he began to question God why God was silent. Why is he just sitting there doing nothing, seeing everything going on? Hey, I mean, it blew my mind when I began to study that. It literally blew my mind because he describes the exact time that we are in right now. I mean, it, he had a burden. He had a burden. He was carrying a burden. How many of us are carrying a burden with everything going on now? How many, we're carrying a burden. How many of us are carrying a burden? How many were in the face of God? How many of us are like Habakkuk? That, that he, he challenged God and he says, now God, why are, you, why are you not doing nothing? Why are you, why are you silent, God? When, when you, and then he says, why are you showing me this? Why are you showing me this? And then he talks about how, in chapter number two how he was going to go sit and he was going to wait and see what God going to do. See how God was going to rebuke him for what he said. Well, God did, but God told him he was going to do something. He was going to do something. Most times we have misquoted things. Forgive me, Lord. We have misrepresented that particular scripture. He talks about uh, 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 right division and make it plain. And then those that read it will run with it. Well, it wasn't talking about good stuff. It was talking about right about the injustices that was going on because they're talking about violence. He said, write about that. Make it plain. Make it plain. So people that read it, they will run with it because they saw all the injustices. That they saw everything that was going on. I mean, it blew my mind when I read that, when I studied that. Then it talks about how God's going to show up on the scene and how God's going to bring an enemy that's worse than the enemy that's already in existence. It is, just, it was, it is a powerful, powerful book to read. Go home, read it, study it, study it, not read it, study it. You'll be surprised what you will find. You'll be surprised what you find. Be surprised. You'll be very surprised. But we don't want to be wasteful during this time. We don't want to be wasteful. We do not want to be wasteful. When he told them that, that once everything was distributed, he says to them, he says, now, eat as much as you want. In other words, God says there is no limit to him. He can, he can bless you with as much as you can handle. He says there's no limit, no limit. And, and verse number 11, he says, and likewise of the fishes, he says, as much as they would. In other words, take in all you can get. God is still in the blessing business. Amen. So you, you gather in. He said, now, I don't want you to be wasteful. In order to thrive during a time of crisis, you cannot be wasteful. Think about it. Think about it. How many of us are wasteful? A lot of people don't like to eat leftovers. Hey, I do. Amen. Amen. Now, he said, don't be wasteful. Don't, don't be wasteful. Now, watch verse number 12. Watch what he says in and, 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 uh, St. John chapter 6. Verse, verse um, number 12 says, When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, he said unto those that are learners, he says, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Gather up the broken pieces. Gather up the broken pieces. Well, God, what does that mean? I just heard the Holy Spirit say, there are a lot of broken people out here. Gather up. Don't be wasteful. Gather up those broken people. A lot of times people don't want broken people in their church. Amen. He said, gather up the broken pieces. He said, don't, don't waste nothing. 
Because, see, those broken pieces can be the most powerful people in the world. He said, get up those broken pieces. Now, why do I need to gather up the broken pieces? Now, look at verse number 13. It says, therefore, they gathered them together and they filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Now, what does that mean? Looking at the number 12, the number 12 is the the, the divine purpose and will of God in man. The reason why you're going to gather up the broken pieces, because it is the divine will of God and it's the purpose of God that we gather up those broken pieces. Because a lot of people out there still broken. Amen. Some of us might be thriving, but there's some people that's not thriving, and they're broken, and they're still looking for answers. So he says there's another way to thrive in the time of crisis. Now is the best time to witness to people. Now is the best time to begin to share your testimony with other people. It's the best time. It's the best time to share your testimony with other people. Because, see, people need to hear what you got to say. People need to hear your testimony. People need to hear what you have gone through, what you have encountered. And the next thing they want to know, well, how did you make it through this? Well, the way they made it through it is with Jesus Christ. Amen. This is how we make it through. This is how we thrive. So share your testimony. Whatever you've gone through. Whatever you've had to endure during crisis times, share with those broken people that's out here. They need to be made whole. And the only way they're going to be made whole is knowing who God is. So we're going to, God has challenged, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He's challenging us to gather up the broken people, to share with them what God can do, will do, and, and, and has done already. Go back down in the history. You'll be amazed what you find. You will literally be amazed what you find. I am at a point of uh, uh, tittering on the number of 70 years old. And to look at me, you probably wouldn't believe it, you know. But that's because God is my father. (laughs) He is my keeper. I accept his word. Amen. He told me, you know, in in, in my old days, according to his word, he said, I'm going to be full of sap. Well, see, I took that word and I applied it to my life because I am full of sap. Amen. Y'all full of sap. Maybe y'all ain't. Maybe I need to teach y'all some things about how to be full. You know, flourish in times like these. Amen. How to flourish. How do you manage? How do you end up in a place where it seems to be so difficult? And you, begin, and you begin to pray. I keep telling you about the different little things that God does. When I was out of uh, um, Lysol spray, didn't, just had a little bit left in the can, and I had praise. I said, God, I need this. I said, you, God, I need this. And when I go to somebody's, someone else's ministry, and they told me who's getting the, getting the uh, shipment ready for Seneca. See, this is a time also to bless people. It's also a time to bless. It's not a time to be selfish, but it's also a time to be wise. Okay? Now, because you don't want to take what you have that God has blessed you with, and somebody has, has something, and they've wasted theirs. Now, you, that, no, you don't bless that way. You, know, you, you don't do it that way. But, but I was looking, and, and, and she said, well, they say, well, go through this and get what you need. I need cleaning supplies so we can send it to Seneca, South Carolina. Well, what did I find? I find some Lysol and microband. Amen. And I went to, I started shouting right then. Amen. Because that little thing I had thought in my mind, I had that little bottle. I'm like, God, I need some more. This is all I've got. There's none in the store. How many know God's got a store that you don't even know about? And at the time that you need, he will provide. I went through there and I wasn't, I blessed the cynical of what they need, but I took that what God showed me, what I had been praying for, that Lysol. And the microband that kills bacteria. Amen. Hey, and, and the fact remains now, I'm like, God, I thank you. Well, I'm getting close to being low again. But I'm not foolish. I don't want to mess with that. But I, I might get ahead of myself. I'm not foolish like I did before. Because, see, before everything hit, I was out buying up stuff. When God spoke to us and told us, began, began to, to uh, purchase things that we would need. Well, see, I bought up a lot of Lysol and Clorox wants, and I'm just giving it away to everybody. Just giving away and giving away. Anybody that asks, I just gave. 
Well, this time I learned some stuff. Same way I went to the store, they could go to the store too. Amen. Same way I prayed to God just for something that simple. See, y'all, maybe y'all don't pray and talk to God like that, but I do. Amen. I mean, those things that I need, that they show up. Amen. And I, I, I praise God for that. I, I praise God for that. So this is the divine will, the divine will of God. Amen. You know, to go out, his purpose, you know, his will is to go out and gather those broken pieces. Those broken pieces. Now, the next thing we got to do during a time of a crisis and when we're thriving, how to thrive. Okay. The next thing we got to learn how to do is how to be a manager, how to manage that which you have, how to manage that which you have, how to manage. Okay, let's go to the book of Genesis. We're almost done. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 5. Now, God is not going to give unless we know how to manage. If we're on the short end, we have to ask ourselves, well, am I a good steward? Why I don't have? But we're talking about thriving during the time of Crisis. Now, Genesis chapter 2, verse number 5. It says, And every plant of the field before, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. In other words, everything was already in the earth. Everything was there. Then it says, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, Watch the line upon this verse. And there was not a man to till the ground. God is not going to give anything if you don't know how to work it. Amen. Because, see, everything was in the earth. There was no rain. And then it's not only was there no rain, no growth, but it also it says there was no man that could till the ground. So those things didn't exist. So he allowed that which was still in the earth, just like what's within us, and he allows that not to grow because we're not tilling it. We're not working it. To till means to work, okay? So he says now, nobody, that was not a man to till it. So if, if, if we don't have, a, if we're lacking during this time of crisis, could it just be that God's saying, well, you don't know how to work it? You don't know how to bring a return. <laughs> what you, got. you look at what you got as, as being uh, meager or uh, uh, small. But so therefore, we don't use that ingenuity. We don't sit down and we don't question God. We don't ask God to show us how to do this thing. He said there was no man to till the ground. Now, verse 8 in Genesis chapter 2 says, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Eden is the delight of God. And he says, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Okay? Now, verse 9 says, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So as God has placed things, when he, once he put man on the scene, he expected man to till the ground. And then, then he gave man the knowledge how to name what he has. Have you ever God's, um, put a, a business plan in your mind and, and given you the name what it's supposed to be? But yet we still had, didn't till the ground. We didn't work it. And, 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 th- and that business plan that we had failed. And, uh, and, and here we are 20, 25 years later, we're still talking about the same plan. Can y'all get that? <laughs> we're still talking about, well, you know, God told me I was going to have this and I'm going to be able to do this. But it's 25 years later. You're not till, you hadn't tilled the, the ground. You, you hadn't worked the plan. You, know, you didn't use the ingenuity that God has given us. Amen. We're talking about thriving in the times of a crisis. You've got to know how to manage. God is not going to give us anything that we cannot manage. 
said, everything is there that we need to operate with. But if we don't know how to manage it, then we will, it, it will not survive. Point, point, point of interest. Example. Point of interest. Think about the corporations that learned to shut down. They were in a crisis situation, right? What did they do? They laid off people, right? They laid off people. They didn't think that was essential, right? At the time, because there was a time of loss. Amen. Some of us, I heard the Holy Spirit say, there's a situation in time now that there are some people that we got to move out of our life because they have become a liability. Rather than being something that we could use, being resourceful. How many, how many uh, people, how many children that's up in age that we are still supporting? They become a liability. Amen. They're a liability. Don't work. Amen. Have no desire to work. Amen. And will sit at your table and eat all day long as much food as you got. That's a liability. There are some people we've got to learn to cut off because see, as long as we continue to do for them, they will not do for themselves. I'm talking about thriving in a time of a crisis. Thriving. Thriving in a time of crisis. You got this? Hey, don't, do not go look for a job. Have no, no, do not even care about finding any type of, you can go dig, dig a ditch. And see, the problem is, these are some people that we have on board that, that is causing us not to thrive. Anybody got any people we, old adults, we still taking care of, you know? They still living with mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? There comes a time when they need to, if, you, if, you're, still, if you're there, you need to contribute, amen, contribute to the resources of the house. Amen. Make some contributions. You've got to examine that. I'm talking about thriving in a time of crisis. You can't thrive and, and you're being weighted down. There's no way. There's no way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. you got to learn how to thrive. you got to learn how to thrive. You know, take that, that, those talents that the Lord has given you. Amen. Take those talents that the Lord has given you to be able to thrive. Anything that is, that's a weight, anything that's a weight, God said, you got, got to get rid of that. It's a weight. It's a weight. You, see, even with situations in our own, own personal lives or as far as a nation, been weighted down with all of the injustice for many years. Got to get rid of the weight. You got to get rid of the weight. Now, these are the, this is the last we want to say. I'm going to give you seven ways to manage in a crisis, okay? The first one is, we need to list or determine what you need, not what you want. What do you need? Not what you want during a time of crisis. So you've you got, you got to be able to examine that. What do I need this? Is it necessary for me to have this? And I'm always hopping on that, on that, that telecable at Charlie. I'm always, well, you, you, you spend two or three, four hundred some dollars, whatever, and y'all, most of those channels are cooking channels. Who watches the cooking channel? I mean, just think about what you're paying for. Is, that es- is all of that essential? Well, can you cut it down to get the essential things that you need? Amen? So you got to list, what do I need, not what I want? Because, see, our wants will really cause us to be depleted. Has anybody wants caused them to be depleted? Amen. Our wants causes us to be depleted. Now, and remember this. God says he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. And the next thing he says is this. Only acquire what you need. Learn how to cut back. Learn how to cut back. Are we learning how to cut back? Have we literally examined what we need and what we want and what could I do without? I learned when I went in retirement, a lot of things I thought I needed, I did not need. So I cut it back. Amen. Didn't miss it because I didn't need it. Okay. For example. If, and, and I, I, sometimes people are just totally ignorant. Can I say that? 
They're totally ignorant. It's totally. People got money doing the, the, with the stimulus money. I'm, I'm going to deal with that. Stimulus money. Get that money. Okay. If your car is running and it's in good shape, if it's in good operable shape, it's running real good, why would you go out and buy a brand new vehicle and your job is not secure? How, how dumb can we be? Think, that is what's happening. I mean, I, I got some friends and what, I mean, just plastic. Oh, I got a new car. God gave, God didn't give you that new car. Your, your wants gave you that new car. And then you can't pay for it. And that's why the repo man gonna come and get it. I'm talking about thriving during a time of crisis. Wait till the crisis is over. Get, go get what you want. But right now, you got to learn how to thrive during a time of crisis. Those things you don't have to have, don't go get them. Don't, don't, don't do that. So, so well, you know, I, 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 I've been needing it. Well, if you had it all this time and, 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 and didn't need it, why do you think you need it now? That ain't nothing but a, a, a crafty, cunning weapon of Satan. That's all that is. And if you wait long enough, that very thing that you want, it's going to be cheaper anyhow. You, 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 you literally have to think. Okay. And the next thing he says, now, Decide not to live above your means. Temptations to consume or spend all your money is demonic. I guarantee you, most people don't have a dime from that that stimulus check. To spend all your money during a time of a crisis is demonic. It's demonic. Because after a while, you're going to need that money to pay something that's essential, like your lights, your rent, okay? And if you got a car payment, you're going to need that. Don't, don't, don't spend all that you have, you know? Sure, the, the, I mean, the consumers want you to spend. That was their ultimate goal for you to go out to help the economy. Listen, the economy ain't going to get no better until God says so. It has nothing to do with man. It has everything to do with God. And then he says, and I think we spoke with this, withdrawal. Uh, from unnecessary people, reviewed expenditures, okay? There's a lot of needy people in this world, a lot of needy people. Seems like everybody needs some, a lot of needy people. He says, withdraw from needy people. And then he says, delay major projects mm-hmm. during a time of crisis. In other words, it's summertime, everybody's feeling good. And it's time to go on vacation. Oh, no. He says, delay a major uh, project. If those things that you want to purchase that has a a large uh, 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 expenditure to it, he said, delay those things. He didn't say you couldn't have it. He says to delay them. Delay them. All right? And then the next two things, he says, value your possessions, uh, um, delight in in the fair, those who are diligently, that the value your possessions, you will prosper. If, if, if you value what you have, take care of what you have during the time of a crisis, amen, you're going to thrive, thrive. And the last thing we want to say is this, okay? Last thing we want to say is this. Hmm. Save. Put some coins up. Save. Save. Change your lifestyle. I listen to my daughter, and, you know, so a lot of times she, she come in and I say, oh, I like that. She said, well, I went in my closet and pulled some old stuff out. You ain't got to buy nothing new. That stuff you hadn't been wearing, pull it out and wear it. But learn to save some money. Save. He said, during this time, that's a way of thriving. Save some money. Save. I dare not ask. How many people literally save some money or saving money during this time of crisis? But you got to be able to thrive. Thrive. Not survive, but thrive. Amen. Thriving during the time of crisis. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.